we're going. Bodes well. Week 13, and before you started, where's the record button? Well, I think it moves every time. Hmm. Um, how are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good, mate. I've enjoyed a good week of American football, which always helps. Yeah, big week. No time for pleasantries. We've got football to discuss. Yeah, pass on that. Um, so, I think one of the best weeks so far. It's probably my favourite week. Might not be yours. Yeah, it's been good. It's been there's been a lot of upsets or surprises, but then also the sort of predictable games were still quite exciting. Yeah, and like a lot of the prime time, all the prime time games were good, and yeah. The Eagles game, Eagles-Niners game, which is obviously the one that everyone circled on their calendar when the schedule was released. Um, but we'll get to that in due course. Yeah, of Wicked. course. All right. So as what I think is going to become customary, you're going to kick us off with your Paul's five-word reviews of at least half the games is what we're aiming for, I think, when I speak. So we've got half the games, the most boring games here. Oh, it was quite hard to narrow down these games because even these because it was a good week, yeah. Because it was a good week. So, without further ado, can I please have your five-word review for Los Angeles Chargers six, New England Patriots zero, CBA can't be asked, presumably. Um, but it's more lazy than that. Because I didn't even say that. Okay. Um, Detroit Lions 33, New Orleans Saints 28. Saints lose, but turn up. Saints lose, but turn up. You know, like they turn up. You have to have more emphasis on the way you say it than how you did. <laughs> I think that's your. Where you said it was that's like fine. they literally just turned up. But well, no, they, they turn up. I'm letting the words speak for themselves. Maybe turn up, like with a T. I mean, at the end. Turn up. Yeah, that's turn. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, right. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons 13, New York Jets 8. Falcons bad, Jets badder. Falcons bad, Jets badder. The Arizona Cardinals 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers 10. Deserved Cardinals W at last. Yeah, deserved Cardinals W at last. Nice. Every one I do, you count, innit? And you check that it's under five. I just want to repeat it so that... No, that's not what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Carolina Panthers 18... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 21. Panthers scored a touchdown. Wow. Panthers scored a touchdown. Wow. Indeed they did. The Miami Dolphins, 45. The Washington Commanders, 15. Another Miami obliteration. Oh, another Miami obliteration. 
See what I've done there. Limited me to five words. Not only have I only used three, but I used big ones. <laughs> Thinking ahead. Miami. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are 19. The Los Angeles Rams, 36. Best past events? Really? I say that again. <laughs> Best past defense. Really? Best past defense. Really? Yeah, that works. I thought you said <laughs> past, like in the past. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, in the past. past. Maybe. Well, maybe I did say that. I didn't mean to say that. Pass. Okay. Well, that concludes Paul's five word review section. Yep. Now, John will speak on all the other games in detail. <laughs> Go. <laughs> um, well, yes and no. The first game, as always, Thursday night game, Seattle against Dallas. Big game. Huge game. Both teams were, I don't even know. What would they have been before this game? Like seven and trying to do maths. Um, the seven and four ish. The Seahawks were six and five. The Cowboys were eight and three. Yeah, is that right? Something like that. Either way, um, big game. Big game, yeah. Um, and a close game. And close game. Did you watch it? No. Why did you not watch the Thursday game? You seem to never watch the Thursday game. Uh. I don't know, can't even tell you what I was doing on Thursday. Well, you can't watch it on Thursday because. Oh, you'd Thursday have to night. watch it on Friday. Yeah. You don't, don't have to know. stay up late. You can watch it, you know, there are condensed formats you can watch it as well. Yeah, I should have watched a game in 40, probably. I can't but, explain why I didn't watch it because I don't remember what I did on Friday. But I mean, you never seem to. You're not busy every Friday or Saturday. We're recording this on a, what, Wednesday? There are many days. There, there are many days. <laughs> there are many days. Yeah, I mean, possibly. Should have watched it. You missed a historic occasion. Well. Yeah. I still wrote a five-word review. Do you want to hear my review? Or are we oh, not yeah. allowed? No, sure. Yeah, go on. Uh, a dream for fantasy football. Well, it depends. Could be a nightmare, depending on who your matchup is against. But uh, in wow, yeah, it was actually a nightmare for me, which is ironic that I wrote it was a dream because the only <laughs> two, the only thing I had of that game was Cowboys defense, and they got me minus a point. Yeah, so. But if you got anyone else, <laughs> yeah, they're doing good with what 70, 76 points between them. Yeah, I mean, so this game was... So, you've not seen it, so I guess I need to tell you about it. Um, this was kind of a crazy game. There were no punts in this game. Full stop. Well, that's cool. Um, and apparently that's the, it's the fifth time in NFL history that's happened. There have been no punts in a game. Wow, okay. So, it happens once every, like, 15 years. Yeah, I think the last time... 
was I don't know if they've been counting it since the beginning. Do you know what I mean? But it's not yeah. very often. Um and almost like a historic number of penalties as well. It was silly. I was like every okay. play. <laughs> um it was kind of annoying. I mean penalties are always annoying. But, um yeah, it was great. I mean it's one of those games, as a Niners fan, you definitely want both of these teams to lose. Yeah. So it's hard to be Presumably, pleased. you always want Cowboys to lose a little bit more there. Well, I don't know. I mean, Seahawks are the divisional rival. Um, but it's Cowboys. I probably would have preferred Seahawks to win. Um, it's quite hard to know who to root for in those sort of games. Yeah, it is. Those are the yeah, ones you want a draw, isn't it? Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been very nice. Weren't far off. No, it was. It was just like offense, obviously, given the scoreline. Just offense all the time. Defense entirely, you know, optional. But then at the end, the difference between the two teams was Dallas's defense getting pressure. Michael Parsons was making plays or you know, wreaking havoc. Um, their other lineman, whose name escapes me, I want to say Demarcus Lawrence, but it's not that. Um, what else do you want to say that it's not? Dexter Lawrence. You want to say Dexter Lawrence? Anyway. Um, <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a crazy game. You had... DK Metcalf playing really well for the first time I've seen him this season. I mean, he might have played really well in other games. I've just not seen, but he looked like the DK Metcalf of old, which is like scary. But he's like, you know who he is, right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind if he's if he stays the DK Metcalf of old because he's now on my fantasy team. Oh, as of today, waivers are in. But yeah, he's a he's a big, powerful receiver. And was you know over twenty two miles an hour on his one of his touchdown runs, so in a way it was nice to see him back. I mean, as a Niners fan, it's not that nice to see that your rivals got one of their stars back. Um, yeah, it was a good game. And Deron Bland, who we spoke about last week, is having the most pick sixes in NFL history. Um, was getting absolutely roasted in the first half, especially like was giving up so many big plays. Yeah. Um, but I have a feeling he got an interception in the second half. Not a pick six, but I think he got an interception in the second half. Hmm. Maybe not. Okay. God. All right. Let's move on because that was awful. Um, <laughs> let's go to Colts, one you have Titans. seen Colts, Titans, which what I believe went to overtime. Was... Yeah, it did, didn't it? I think it did. It did. What what have you got on this one, Paul? Uh, quite a lot, to be fair. Right. It's, I've only written down like I can literally count them. Right. I wrote down six notes total, and four of them are in this game. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, it bodes well for this bit. The rest of the podcast is going to really suffer. Yeah. Strap in. Uh, <laughs> so my four on this uh, 
Will Levis recovered his own fumble. That was awesome. Oh yeah. You like I mean when you put it like that, it doesn't sound interesting. Oh, it, it sounds like he just dropped the ball and then picked it up again. No, because it was somewhere between a throw and a lob. He sort of What's the difference as between a throw was, and a lob? A throw is more controlled, I think, and more precise and aimed. Right. Whereas a lob. Whereas a lob is more just like <laughs> dunno, less less calculated. Right. Do you think he was think it was calculated? Well, I think he no. No. Not him messing up <laughs> and then recovering <laughs> it. I think he was planning to throw. Pass. And then got pass, yeah. <laughs> and then got hit on his hand. Yeah. And then that throw became a lob. But right, then so it's not about it's not about how it. calculated it is, because it was calculated when it was a pass, but in the same action it became That's a lob. One aspect of it. It's also about how precise it is. Right. So a bad pass is a lob. On this occasion. <laughs> I don't think you've thought it through. I'm I may not have thought it through, and there may not be evidence for it, but doesn't mean I'm not standing by it. Right, okay. That sounds healthy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I deal with everything. Um so he lobbed it, right? By accident. Mm. Instantly starts running after it. Yeah. And he probably lobbed it between ten and fifteen yards. Yeah, probably. And fucking gets it back, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, should go on to my one of my <laughs> other four. Was was the thought just a retelling of what happened? Really, just that it was cool. Right, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair... All four of my four, uh, it's cool. There's not more of a thought to it. It's not often I guess you see my... a quarterback throw it about 10 yards downfield and then run after it straight away. Yeah. you. They never throw it or lob it and then instantly start running after it. No. He must so have he, known it he was, was a fumble. He was thinking ahead, not only, A, it's a fumble, but also there's a possibility I could end up getting this back. And he did. And he got first down, I think. Yeah. If he did calculate it and it was a throw, it was the most high IQ throw ever. I mean, no. But he didn't. Um, no. Colts blocked and scored a tight from a Titans punt. That was awesome. Yes. Then they managed to block a second Titans punt. The next punt, yeah. Which was crazy. I think... What's his name? Tannehill was the holder for those punts, wasn't he? No. Oh, he wasn't. He was a holder for field goals. You don't hold a punt. You don't hold a punt. He was a holder for field goals later on. Yeah, so on the second of the block punt, the punt of Ryan Stonehouse got quite badly injured. Um, So then for the rest of the game, Nick Folk, the kicker, was doing the punts. And obviously he's still doing the kicks. But for the like field goal operation, the punter is normally the holder. The punter was injured, so Ryan Tannehill is the backup holder. So he took over that duty, 
and on at least one occasion didn't it didn't really work because they missed a very kickable field goal. Uh, I think it was an extra point, which would have put them. Yeah, that was right. It was an extra point, which would have put them in the lead. But instead, it tied it up and ended up going to overtime. Yeah, which is what you were going to say. Yeah, with all those names as well. Yeah, you're always talking to me about Ryan Stonehouse. Yeah, can't One shut of the up best about him. in the league. That's what I always say. Uh, what else have I got? That might be it. I know. Titans got a pick six from a two point after. A Colts two point after. Well, it's not a pick six, is it? What is it? It's a pick two. Oh, is that what you get from that? Yeah, you get two points. Either way, crazy. Yeah. There was so much crazy I, I shit that happened in this game. Time I've seen that happen. Properly. Yeah. It was the first it... time I'd seen someone score from a blocked punt as well. Oh, really? This was a really weird game. I've seen someone block a punt before, but not that not result in a score, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. A lot of weird shit happened. But yeah, the Titans... Unfortunately, Colts won. Titans really should have won that game. Yeah, I mean... Having two punts blocked and then missing a crucial point after and then missing a field goal. Yeah, and like, I mean, so bad. The fact that you got a you got a, a punt blocked is so bad. The fact that you then don't fix it, and the same thing happens on the next the next special teams play for them, is shocking. And I think their special teams coordinator got fired the next day or the same day. Yeah, I don't want to be rude, but it's probably probably worth firing him. <laughs> Something's not right there, is it? Yeah. Um, even when you, I remember when you watched it, it was like you knew, you could see it happening in front of you, like you could sort of tell it was going to happen. And also there was no element of like, normally with a blocked punt or blocked kick, you feel like the def- the defending team got a bit lucky. Or they just like stuck their hand up and happened to hit the hand. Yeah, like obviously they're all trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. But And there's an element of that person did well, but a lot of it feels like, oh, you're a bit lucky there. No part yeah. of this felt like they were lucky. Felt like Titans were messing up massively. Well, on the second one, it was a bit like, remember we saw that Patriots field goal block earlier in the season where the player from out wide kind of picked up some speed and came in and blocked it. Yeah. Second one, it wasn't quite like that, but it was a similar kind of vibe. Someone just timed it up nicely with, the, with their run. I think it was completely unblocked and blocked the punt before it even kicked it. He dropped it out of his hand and before it hit his foot, the player was there and like batted it away, ran into his leg and like, I don't know, broke his leg or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't Crazy. know exactly his injury, but he is out for them just the rest of the season. Yeah, they're not really built to get hit, are they? Kickers. Well, punters are a little sturdier than kickers normally. But no, they're not designed to be hit. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about this game was not really about this game, but it was about the Colts in general. It's kind of wild that they're like 7-5 and five now. Like no one talks about them or thinks about them as a playoff team. 
but they're currently, you know, joint second in the division with the Texans, who people are talking about as a playoff team. They have no Anthony Richardson, and they have no Jonathan Taylor, who are probably the best two players. Yeah, and they've got here without them. It's not like they had a really good start and have regressed. They're the same team. Yeah, I feel like at the start of the season, I could sort of picture them being where they are now. But given what's happened, it, you're right, it is a bit weird they're doing as well as Texans. Who, uh, my head is smashing it. Yeah. I guess probably good coaching, maybe. Don't know. But to lose those two players and still be where you are, fair play. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the next one. Um, so in the late window, no, this no, this is still the early window. We had the Denver Broncos seventeen, the Houston Texans twenty-two. Yeah, this was a exciting game. As, As all it, the Houston games, it always are. is with Texans. Yeah, they don't win in a boring way, do they? They keep you on the edge of your seat for the whole game. Which is nice of them. Yeah. The Broncos tend to kind of do the opposite. They like have a really boring team to watch, but then there always seems to be late drama. So it's kind of the same but the opposite. Yeah. Um I was very yeah. happy with this game. Please Texans won. Um yeah. I'm pleased Texans won. I'm pleased Broncos lost. I don't know why, but I just I don't know. I don't really like the Broncos. Um like the Texans, um, a nice interception for Jimmy Ward, I believe it was, in the end zone to win the game. Um, former San Francisco 49er. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the best game from like CJ Stroud. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't up there with like his recent performances, I don't think. Um, I have a feeling he made a couple of mistakes in the first half, maybe. My memory serves me right. Perhaps. Still a reasonable performance, but just not on the level he has been on. Yeah. I think the big... I think the thing with this game is, well, it's good that they won another close one. That's always good to just find ways to win. They won it on defense this time. Um, But the bad thing was the Tankdale injury. Um, yeah, in the first half, which was you know such a blow. Yeah, I mean they used Collins a lot, and Collins did great. Yeah, he had um, a huge game. He had a huge game, but yeah, worrying moving forward. Yeah, Dale's out. Yeah, I mean hopefully, I don't know. I can't remember what the diagnosis. I think he's out for the season. But you just hope it's not something like that's going to linger into next season because he's yeah. so young and you just want him and Stroud to just tear up the league for the next three years. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully he can recover and train with Stroud as well. You don't want him just returning week one next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's on IR, which means he's out for the season, right? To be on IR, you need to be out for four weeks. At least, um, and that's that's the end of the regular season, 
right? 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, so in theory, he could come back week 18. But I think I saw somewhere that he is out for the season. I don't, I've not double checked that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Shame. It was a bit confusing why he was with all the linesmen. Um, I can't remember yeah. what it was. Was it like a, it wasn't a tush push, was it? I think it was like a QB sneak type situation. Yeah. yeah. And somehow he second after snap was right in the middle. Yeah, I think it was I think it was just like a power run, like with the running back. I think. Um but yeah. I mean why why wouldn't you put your you know 160 pound receiver in the middle of that? <laughs> They'll never see it coming. Um yeah, and one thing I just remember now is Will McDonald. Is that his name? I think it is. The third overall pick in the draft. Had a huge game. And yeah. it's the first time he's kind of shown up. Don't remember Will McDonald. Defensive Texan player. Texan player. Yeah, like linebacker, edge rusher type player. Okay, that's semi ringing a bell. Yeah. Don't yeah. really remember, but take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean it was a big call to trade up for him in the draft to get him, obviously. So he had to be great if you're giving up your next year's first round pick as well as this year's for him, essentially. Um but it looks good. Yeah. So that's good. Long way it continue. Um okay. Let's move on to the late window. The game that everyone's talking about. Game of the week. Maybe game of the year so far. Going in. When the San Francisco 49ers return to the location of their defeat in the NFC Championship game to play the 10-1 and Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. And what happens is the Eagles get completely demolished by 42 points to 19. That's a good build-up, mate. Thank you. Someone knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably right, start, the most... Start antici- from the beginning of the game. Well, start, you... start by not interrupting me, buddy. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm in charge <laughs> of the ship. Um... How how confident are you? Not. So for anyone tuning in for the first time, Paul is an Eagles fan and I'm a 49ers fan. So this was a big day for us. It was a big day. I wore a shirt. Um, what do you mean? That's how big of a day it was. I oh, I see. Shirts and I, I dressed smart. Yeah, you were wearing a shirt. Not, not an Eagles shirt, but just you dressed up. Yeah, I was wearing an Eagles cap, of course. Of course. Keep it cash. Uh, well, yeah, I was not confident going in. How not confident? I felt like 49ers were going to win. Because? Just because of how how convincing they've won games this season. I obviously knew if they played poorly like they had done on a couple of their losses. Mm. Eagles, there's a good chance Eagles could win. 
but I didn't. The records going in didn't reflect how good the teams had been in the season. Did Eagles think... have narrowly won against bad teams for a lot of the season, as well as narrowly won against good teams. But so, do you think if San Francisco play, are playing well, do you think the Eagles have got enough to stop them and beat them? Uh, I'm tempted to say San Francisco playing well would be any team this season playing well. Wow. I think they're fairly complete when they're playing well. Miami possibly have a better offense when they're playing well. But it's hard to know whether they just smash up teams that aren't very good. Hmm. It's hard to know how they perform against good defenses. But San Fran, yeah, a very complete team. Mm-hmm. But hopefully they don't show up if uh, they meet Eagles again in conference final. Yeah. Well, I mean, not yeah, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> um, it started out pretty well for the Eagles. Um, first two drives drove all the way down into the red zone. Yeah, I was kick about field this. goals rather than touchdowns, which is quite rare. For the Eagles, but that went now that went well. And Niners first two drives, three and out. So that's but that's the first quarter there. And that's unusual for Eagles. Recently they've been they start off by losing mm. and in second half they sort of dominate and win. Mm. They're normally a slow starting team, so the fact that they weren't three and outs at the start of the game. I was getting more confident briefly. Changed. Yeah. It changed quite quick and then it yeah. yeah. They were just not as good. Eagles weren't just they just weren't there. No, well Niners just after those first two drives were just kind of unstoppable. So on their first two drives they went three and out, three and out. And then trying to get this right they went touchdown 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 end of game yeah that's not bad that it's pretty good I want to say that maybe the last touchdown the second last one felt like Eagles had given up a bit I can't remember which one I think they just threw it Pretty much to the middle to I want to say Debo. Yep. But it wasn't even that far up the pitch and then Debo just ran all the way in. Yep. Yeah. But maybe it might have just been a really good play, but it felt like they just didn't care anymore. Which is poor. Can't yeah, be doing they, that. They should be uh they should be caring, I yeah. think. I think it was after that touchdown, the crowds started emptying out. I think it, yeah, it probably started emptying out a bit before that. But yeah, by the end, there was no one there. It's probably more players than supporters. Um, all right, I'm going to I'm going to read out a couple of stats for some Niners. We don't need to do that. We need to move on, mate. No, we next got game. Time. No, this is what we've got time for. You know what? These podcasts they keep getting longer and longer. 
Yeah. You need to shorten them. So let's move on to Green Bay, Kansas. Brock Purdy. 19 from 27 passes, 314 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Christian McCaffrey, 133 total yards and a touchdown. Debo, 138 total yards and three touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk, five receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. John Jennings scored a touchdown. Kittle played well, etc. Well, yeah, but Devontae Smith did all right, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown played okay. I think they both got... I think I think between them, they had over 200 yards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, and the other thing we need to talk about is Big Dom. Oh, that was great. I'd forgotten about that. Big Dom, yeah. If I get a jersey, I'm getting a big Dom jersey. My note here, I can't remember when I wrote this, but it was, it was obviously a while ago. It just says big Dom can get to fuck. I'm going to ask to be adopted by big Dom. <laughs> so, for, so for people who haven't seen the game, Paul, <laughs> tell them what happened. So... Just go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should watch a clip of big Dom. Um, but basically, from the start of the game, there there's a lot of pressure on the players, so they were sort of beefing a bit. Well, they they do not like each other. These two teams. There's a lot yeah. of trash talking in the off season after the championship game. Um, Bebo said in one of these like but uh, interviews, press conferences, things, whatever. He said like, if Purdy didn't get hurt, uh, I think the Niners would have won, and it wouldn't have been close. And stuff like this. And there's been a lot of chirps. Chirps is the wrong word. Chippy chat. Hmm. Beef. Digs. A lot of stuff happening. Uh, a lot of trash talk on both sides. So going in, there's already a bit of that. Yeah. Sorry. You may continue. So, tempers are high. Tension's high. So, any sort of big hit and they're all getting each other's faces beefing and I can't even remember the play that started it I want to say what do I want to say I can't even chip in yeah go on then what was the play um, it was Greenlaw who tackled a I can't remember who it was an Eagles runner and kind of flipped him um, I don't know if it was out of bounds or it didn't look out of bounds, it was very close to the touchline, it might have been out of bounds he got flagged for unnecessary roughness yeah I think I, believe. I want to say where he tackled him, like where on the pitch was mm-hmm. fine to tackle him at but he basically sort of suplexed him the right word instead of just sort of pushing him over or pushing him out he basically grabbed him low and then stood up and like lifted him over his head I think Um, I don't think he went over his head well he lifted him up (laughs) and like slammed him down 
yeah, there was definitely a slamming action. And then, yeah, got up, but but it was on the Eagles sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people probably talking shit. Mm-hmm. And I think the person that got slammed, they were sort of in each other's faces. Big Dom. Big Dom, who is? Enters the scene. I want to. I don't even think he's head of security. He might be. He's security for Eagles. Yeah, he's some security guy. Which I think just means he takes them to restaurants and books yeah. the tables. Don't really know what he's doing on the sideline anyway. I don't think they need much security. It's like 60 of the strongest people. <laughs> <laughs> of all the groups, he's probably like weaker than all of them. Anyway, he's yeah. security. Uh, and he's really near it. So he sort of stands in the middle of them, pushes them both away from each other. Hmm. And then Greenlaw does something close to a punch, but was never going to actually hurt him. But is just about sort of between a punch and a light slap on the face. And then Greenall gets red carded. He's out. Disqualified. And then maybe four or five minutes of maybe less than that, three minutes after that. It wasn't clear, but Big Dom left as well. I think he was also disqualified. Like I think the ref told him he had to leave. Yeah, it might not have been a disqualification, but it might have been like, you need to leave because you're going to cause more beef if you're here. Like, you've pissed off a lot of people. But he he left as well. But yeah, mad scenes. Yeah. I just sort of... What I don't like about it is that someone who's like not a player or even a coach shouldn't kind of be able to influence the game to a point where a player is getting ejected on the other side. Do you know what I mean? I do get that. But if it was a cameraman, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but, I, yeah, well, but it's very different between like a cameraman who's there doing his job and someone who gets up and then pushes the player. He's okay. technically doing his job. No, he's not. That's not his job. If well, there's a hit on the field, he's not with... going to go on the field and say, you can't hit my players. No, no, no. I realise he's not doing his job. I realise that's not part of his job description when they're on the field settling beefs. Mm. But I think it just so happened that it happened right in front of him. I don't think if he was 30 yards down, he'd run over. No, I'm not saying he would have. So but I think it's just anyone's he did, he's instinct. not allowed to do but I think it's anyone's instinct to if two people just like about to start fighting in front of you, you try and separate them. Okay. I mean, and you'll I be think very even careful with your words here. You're a saying cameraman he separated right them, them both. I think it he pushed not, both, didn't equal... he? Um, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, he might have pushed. Green and if you're if you're very heated up and you're playing game of football, and then some guy in street clothes comes pushes over, pushes you a bit. Yeah. Oh, mate, I would not like that. I'd go crazy, Paul. I might kill someone. Yeah, that is that is <laughs> like you. I know your temper. Uh, um, difficult one, that. Yeah, apparently after the game, he apologised to Carl Shanahan and Nick Sirianni, the, head, the Eagles head coach, has come out and said, like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. Um, okay. I don't know whether that's them trying to, like, get ahead of the story so he doesn't, like, get banned or, like, a big fine or whatever, but... Uh, 
yeah, anyway, I think we can both agree, you know, fuck that guy. No. <laughs> I love um, Big Dom. Yeah, I mean, apparently he's a bit of a cult hero, even before this. Anyway, we do we do genuinely need to move on. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we do? No, I wanted to move on ages ago from this game. It's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> the next two games, you're just telling me what happened. Yeah, I feel that you... Why don't you watch the primetime games? Yeah, probably should, isn't it? They got the best... Uh, well, not always, but often the best commentary teams as well. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck do the Sunday night games. To be fair, okay. I think I think if I watched Mondays them, I'd now. watch Game in 40. Yeah, I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. Beast. Anyway... Kansas City Chiefs go to Lambeau Field for the first time in Mahomes' career and lose 27-19 to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, a bit crazy. Kansas should be should be top beating pretty much anyone. Kansas City. You can't call them Kansas. Call them more one. I think Kansas City is not in Kansas. Technically. Well, yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. Right. So too pedantic, mate. Just I feel to, like know, improve you. <laughs> I feel like Green Bay people weren't that bothered by they were sort of doing all right, but I don't think people thought they were really that good. Or maybe that's yeah. just what I thought. I thought they sort of had a better record than how good they were, and now they've just beaten Kansas. Kansas City. So the question is were Kansas City shit or were Green Bay good or a mix? Um, a mix as kind of as always the case a bit of a mix it was a weird game there was only five drives in the first half which is weird um, Jordan Love looked really good in, in the first half especially I mean in the whole game he looked good but in the first half he was almost perfect um, Kansas City looked good I wrote but the pass rush got home too many times I the Green Bay pass rush got to Petra Mahomes too often. I okay. Think. So that's um, either a problem with his uh defense or something Green Bay did really well. Well, I mean it could be a multitude of things, but yeah. It could be that Patrick Mahomes isn't throwing the ball quick enough, which could be for a number of reasons. The receivers aren't open, he doesn't trust his receivers, or he, or it's just a long developing play that you know is a bad play call or whatever. It, could it be seems like things. of all the options, the least likely is Patrick Mahomes was the reason it wasn't going well. Yeah, I mean, I think I've shat on the Kansas City receivers on this podcast every single week, um, but this week I'm going to do it even more. <laughs> um, I said once again, Kansas City need receivers. Um, and then in the second half, like Kansas City weren't bad on offense. They were driving down the field, and on the whole, were fairly good. In the second half, they were they were running the ball a lot with Pacheco, um, and a lot of quick passes, like screens, short passes, and stuff. And I was watching it, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, th- you know, uh, it's working. Why is it working? Oh, they're doing all this quick stuff." Why they're doing that? Well, maybe because the pass rush was getting home before. But I think the reason is normally that's the sort of thing you do when you don't trust your quarterback. And I'm thinking, is it because they don't trust the quarterback? 
answer no. Is it because they don't trust the receivers? Probably, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They um, quite like the sort of hurry up style of play, don't they? Kansas City. They do, yeah. Um, so I wonder if part of that is to mess with the defense, not give them as much time. Yeah, it could be. Um, because it seems like they play at a different speed to pretty much every other team. In what way? Like time between plays? Yeah, a bit. I'm, I'm not I really feel like they that. sort of get a momentum going mm. and they're sort of like, go, 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 go. Like yeah. any team would if they were sort of trailing towards the end of the fourth quarter. Mm. They're sort of at that sort of speed, obviously not doing Hail Mary type throws and going for 40 yards each time, but mm. they sort of seem to play at that speed quite a lot. But yeah, maybe that's because Patrick Mahomes won't have enough time for them to do different sorts of plays. Oh, no, I think what I mean is that, like, I think we're talking about two slightly different things. You're talking about the like, time between plays. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about both. Right. Time between plays and also once the snap. snap and pass. Yeah. Right. Okay. It all just um, seems fast. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, if you're if you're passing it, you need to wait for your receiver to be open. Um, and if that's not happening, you're gonna either take snack, take sacks throw the ball incomplete or um, you know risk interceptions um, or do Will Levis and lob it and then get it yourself that is always the secret fourth option oh, with many I said yeah when in doubt think what would Will Levis do I'd put mayonnaise in his coffee maybe it's the trick he wouldn't pee on the banana that is still crazy to me <laughs> Um, yeah, and then at the end of this game, we had some pretty bad officiating. Um, so the Chiefs are down by eight, right? And then Mahomes is running out of bounds, he gets hit before he goes out of bounds. Um, and they flag for unnecessary roughness for basically for hitting him out of bounds, even though he was not. Um, so just is that 15 yards? That's 15 yards, yeah. Um, so definitely a bad call. There's also like a fumble that they called, like Pacheco fumbled it. It was called not a fumble. Um, and then Green Bay scored the touchdown, but then they reviewed it and it was. Anyway, that's less interesting because they reviewed it and it was fine. Um, but then right at the end, uh, Mahomes unleashes a deep ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I believe you used, used to play for the Packers. Um, and the receivers, what's the right word? Impeded, perhaps. Impeded their uh, path? Went in front slash, of them? tackled. Um, as the ball's coming down, clear like pass interference, just not given. Um, and like the Kansas City bench and everyone, very much not happy about that. And that basically ended the game. Yeah. Because um, if he catches it, it's like first down from the five, like first and goal from the five, and they need eight points. 
to yes. go to overtime, so which they could do. Yeah, they wouldn't necessarily, but they could. Uh, but he, you know, dropped it technically, or you know, it was incomplete pass. So the game kind of ended there. I think they had another attempt that was wayward. But yeah, Kansas City got problems, and Green Bay Packers probably going to go to the playoffs, which is crazy. That is mad. All right. Shall we move on to Monday night? Bengals, Jacksonville. Bengals. Was this an overtime game? Um, It was. Okay. I thought it was, but I didn't make a note, so I didn't know. Yeah, this was a crazy game as well. Yeah, so really, you... I think I had my money on Jacksonville for this because... Well, I sort of guessed it would be close, but then Bengals don't have Burrow, so I thought maybe Jacksonville would just about do it. Yeah, that was one of the key stories in this game was that Jake Browning, the Burrow replacement, played really well. Um, He completed 32 of his 37 passes for 354 yards and a touchdown. Fucking hell. That is really good. Very good, isn't it? How Um, far did it go in overtime? uh, What do you mean? Well, like, did it take Bengals ages to get the field goal, or was it? Um, it was the second possession, I think. I think Jags okay. started with the ball and then the Bengals. Um, but yeah, so there were a few interesting plays, like Parker Washington. So let me think. Christian Kirk got injured, the um, Jags receiver. So this guy I'd not heard of, Parker Washington, stepped up and. Played really well. He scored a touchdown. It should have been an interception. Um, it was like went through the defender's hands and was sort of tipped. And then the receiver was right behind him and kind of did well to like adjust and catch it. Um, but that was a big play. And I was thinking at that point, that'll probably be the play that wins them the game. Um, but then this. You fought wrong. I did think wrong. So second to last Jacksonville drive. So I don't know, five minutes left in the game. Um, Trevor Lawrence drops back. The left tackle is pushed backwards. Um, and he ends up, the left tackle ends up standing on Lawrence's ankle when he's like set to kind of Ouch. pass. Ouchies, indeed. Um, so he was injured, Trevor Lawrence. We still don't really know how bad the injury is. We think it's, I say we, I think from what I've heard, it's a high ankle sprain, which. That's what Mahone's had at the end of last season. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing you can play with. Maybe manage. Well, depends. Um, I think they vary quite a lot. So it was Bengals, Jags, and there was no Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow by the end. By the end, yeah. Um, but wait, I'm not finished with my story. So that was on that was on third down in field goal range. And then he basically ends up getting sacked as a result of this injury, right? Which is obviously the injury is, is the big story. But that sack, if we're calling it that, makes the field goal longer. You know, another six yards or whatever it is. Um McManus ends up missing that field goal, which then 
gives the Bengals good field position. They drive down the field and score um, a field goal. Is this right? Yeah. So then the Bengals are three points up. And then the Jags back up CJ, CJ Berthard, 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 CJ Berthard. Yeah, I think the last one. Yeah. Um, successfully leads the Jags on a game tying drive. And yeah. then overtime ensues, and then not so much like the second time around. But my point being, if that doesn't happen, the injury to Trevor Lawrence, if that play doesn't happen, they probably kick that field goal in the first instance and may well go on to win the game. Yeah. A big moment, that. Really big detrimental moment. to Jags, that one moment. Yeah. I think the left tackle got injured in the play as well, I think. What? Because he stood on him? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess so, yeah. I can't remember. Because no. I only watched it in 40, I didn't see all of the... Yeah, not good that. But no, not good that. That's why I would have put in my five-word <laughs> five review. Not good that. Um, right, okay. We've been on for ages. Let's quickly power through our little sections, week review little bit. Yeah. That we do every week. Um, so to begin that, we start with a team whose stock has risen as a result of week 13, the team you're up on this week. Cardinals. Yeah. Now let's give the Cardinals some pop. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs. No. But they might not get the first ever pick either. Sort of. What's the point? Um, I've gone for the Bengals because I'd kind of relegated them to the wilderness in the AFC. And now if Jake Browning, I, I don't think he's going to play like this every week. If he can play well every week, they got a shot at like a wild card spot. Um, they were my honourable mention. Ah, good. So all power to them. Uh, the flip side of that coin, a team whose stock has fallen this week, you believe in less. Browns. Browns. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> um, Who have you got? Or have you also gone Browns? I've gone uh, both Chargers and Steelers. Ah, one of um, mentioned was Chargers. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers did win. But the fact that they only scored six points against New England. You can't bad. be concerned about that. I was tempted to go with uh, Tampa because they only just beat Panthers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I also said Steelers because Steelers are a team of genuine playoff ambitions who are what, like 7-5 and five now? I think they have 7-4 and four going in? No, that math doesn't work out. Maybe it does. Um, and then you, you just can't lose the Cardinals at home. And they didn't just lose, they were battered. Like they were bullied. Yeah. Um, all right. Who is your MVP of the week? Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Texans wide receiver. Huge game. Yeah, he fucking smashed it. 
He fucking smashed it. Um, I want to honourable mention for Jake Browning, who we've just given some flowers to already, and honourable mention to both Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb. Right. And a final, a final honourable mention <laughs> for Brock Purdy. But my MVP is Debo Samuel. Yeah, I thought Debo Samuel might be your MVP. Touchdowns. He's um, in my fantasy team now. Oh. Now the waivers are in. So hopefully he gets a hat trick on uh, against Seahawks. I hope he does. Um, what is your darkness retreat moment? Your low light of the week where the light is so low you cannot see. Tank Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell's injury. Um, I really good. like that team. And I mean, yeah, really like him. And also, selfishly, he was in my starting fantasy team. Mm. And he got injured right at the beginning of the game. So he got zero points. Nil poids. Yeah, I've, I think for like this section every week, it's just someone's injury. But the whole Trevor Lawrence situation. I wanted the Jags to win that game and like Trevor Lawrence, definitely don't want him to be out for a long time and I feel like that injury not only cost them that game but might cost them future games. So I feel like their number one seed has slipped away now as well. Um, yeah. But hey, what is your highlight of the week? Highlight of the week would probably be even though I was rooting for Titans, Colts blocking and scoring from Titans punt was just so mad. It was my highlight. Okay. Um, I really struggled to pick one. I wrote down the whole Niners game. Um, but a couple of highlights would be the Debo touchdown you mentioned, the Javon Jennings touchdown, which I really liked. Had a good stiff arm. Um, also, there was a hit on DeAndre Swift by, I think it was Diomedo Lenore um, with about two minutes to go in the game and he just absolutely obliterates him um, and I saw a clip of it on Twitter and someone had added the like sound effect you know in Sonic when you like knock someone and that, like rings fly out of them because they've been defeated right I want to say killed but I guess it can't killed if it's Sonic but do you know what I mean it's like ding ding and then like rings anyway. yeah that was funny um that's the end of that section, right? Yeah, I feel like you cheat on that section. Yeah. Do you want me to pick one? Well, no, because you mentioned all of them now. I didn't want you to mention all <laughs> of them. Now you've mentioned all of them, I don't want you to pick one. Um, the final bit of news before we move on to week 14, which you might like, is the former All-Pro linebacker, Shaq Leonard, formerly Darius Leonard, has just signed for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So he was waived by the Colts. Um, I think he's, he, he's, he was a great player. He was all pro, like I said. Many-time pro bowler. Has a great punch out. Um, but I think he's had some back injury issues. Um, and the Colts have waived him. I don't really know why they would. They're still paying a salary. So he'll be playing for the Eagles 
but the Colts will be paying for him, I think. Um, That's a great pick up that then. So, yeah. and Maybe he just didn't get on with their coaching stuff. I, I mean, I, I'd be surprised. He was, he was there for such a long time and he's such a nice guy. Um, but yeah, and if he watched the game of the weekend, maybe he saw the Eagles' defense and thought, I could get some decent game time here. <laughs> they so, need me. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Um, so that's the only news I've got, really. Not Obviously, there's a lot of news that we covered as we went through about as yeah. an additional piece. Time for week 14 predictions. Let's power through week 14. Right. Boom. Week 14 opens with, on paper, one of the worst primetime matchups one could imagine. The New England Patriots go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Right. Um, Wait. Hold up. You didn't hold up. Rewind. Because... Doesn't really matter for that one because it's bleeding obvious. I haven't written down my predictions for this week. Yeah. So I need to answer first moving forward. Believe wow. it on because otherwise I could just be copying your answers. But I'm winning in this game, so I'm happy for you to copy my answers. You won't catch up. I feel like that's a trick. Cause you're saying I need to say different to you to catch up. But yes. I'm not Fucking predicting Patriots winning. Well, I think that's that's the privilege of being in the lead in this game. Yeah. I'll so predict, predict all ties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll also go Steelers. Cool. I'd already written that in. Um, yeah, I mean, it goes for saying, doesn't it? And then on Sunday, the Bucks go to Atlanta to play the Falcons. I'm going for the Bucks. What's happened, mate? Well, I thought I explained why I would just say mine first anyway. I thought you'd be pleased. It gives you more information. Um, all right, I'll go for Falcons. Fuck it. I'll get right. further behind. The Rams against the Ravens. 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 The Lions against the Bears. Lions. Lions. The Colts against the Bengals. I've gone Bengals. Yeah, Bengals. Oh, that was a tough one, though. Two back on quarterbacks. Oh, wait, shit. How am I going to go for a tie in the other games? I've played myself. You don't have to pick a tie. Yeah, I do. Shall I just keep going? Then at the end, you can just say. At the end, I'll go. Yeah. Right. Um, Jags, Browns, another tricky one. We don't know who's going to be quarterback in the Jags. Um, I've gone Jags, though. I'm going to go Browns. Nice. The Panthers against the Saints. I've gone Saints. I've gone Saints. The Texans against the Jets. Texans. Yep. The Vikings against the Raiders. I've gone Vikings. I'll go Vikings on that one. Yeah. 
the Seahawks against the Niners. Big game, this. I've got uh, Niners, obviously. Uh, yes, me too. Would love Seahawks to do it, though. Um, a huge game. Quite a tricky one for me. Buffalo Bills go to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Ooh. I've gone for the Buffalo s- Bills. Okay, I'll go Chiefs. Hopefully I'll get a point back. The Denver Broncos against the Los Angeles Chargers. I thought of this for a long time. Mm, I think Broncos. Uh, yeah, I went Broncos. I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> um, the game of the week, arguably, the Philadelphia Eagles, the bruised and battered Philadelphia Eagles, play the high-flying Dallas Cowboys in Arlington, Texas. Go Birds. I've gone for the Cowboys. Yeah, fair. (laughs) Possibly the smart move. And then we have a double header on Monday Night Football. Um, We have the high-flying Miami Dolphins hosting the low-flying, barely-off-the-ground Tennessee Titans. Not that I'm trying to sway you in any way. I didn't need to be swayed. I'm obviously going Miami as well. I'm a bit worried for Titans. Um, Yeah, me too. I quite like them and I think they're going to get really fucked up. And then an NFC matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants is the second Monday night game. I reckon Packers might just about do that. Yeah, that's what I've gone for as well. Wicked. Okay. Uh, my draw is Browns Jags. Oh, I forgot about that. Browns Jags. Okay. Interesting. So Paul has changed his prediction to a tie in that one. Um, and just for admin reasons, that's the final buys this week. So the Cardinals and the Commanders are on buy. Um, and the scores update I'm on 126. You're on 111 for the season. Uh, so you trail by 15. Uh, if you correctly put right. the tie, you'll get I think 18 points, did you say? Roughly? Yeah. Like so when so you're, not, you're not actually and Jags draw, I'll be winning. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't, you'll be losing more. I'll be winning. All right. Um, is there anything you'd like to say for the good people? Before we sign off. The good people being you editing this. Yep. Good person. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy editing it, I suppose. I hope you've had fun. This will be the end. Yeah, I'll be very pleased if we got to the end. Well done. You finished. Bye. Bye.